Uh, welcome everyone to the On Podcast, uh, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff. Uh, I am joined with the world's greatest co-host today, Arif Bacchus, and I'm Pete Anderson, and we'll be talking about um, a lot of news. A lot of a lot's happened this week. Um, we'll just kind of run off the top on uh, some of our topics. We have uh, information about Edge news. And then we also have a segment about our, the new Surface devices, which launched this week. And we also uh, have some more bits relating to that about the PC shipment market, well, PC market growing, uh, more demand for PCs because of coronavirus and the lockdown situations. Yeah, speaking of lockdown situations, we'll be talking about people spending a little more time with their gaming devices. Microsoft is... Uh, put on a new Bing app, uh, which will reward gamers uh, the same way it's been kind of doing for PCs, uh, but on the uh, actual console itself. And then also, we'll get into our special week ahead, set, week ahead segment, which you'll only find on the On Podcast, as we say every single week, where we'll talk about some topics we think will be big for Microsoft heading into the week and heading into Monday. So for that, this week, we, we want to talk about Office, Windows, Teams, and even TikTok, if you guys still care about TikTok. Yeah, we got some late-breaking news. Uh, this is some reporting from uh, uh, a trusted site, and uh, we'll kind of talk about that uh, at the end of this, this show. But you know, just to kind of recap and come back to where we started, we'll let uh, every, um, start off with the Edge news. Yeah, so this week, Edge got a big update to version 86. And this was released on Friday, October 9th. You probably got it downloaded automatically already, and you're probably already running it. And of course, it's on Windows 10, 7, 8.1, and Windows 8, too. And uh, so this this version of Edge isn't really that major. The, the main thing you'll notice is support for table of contents for PDF documents, which is easier for you people who are constantly reading PDFs or books or anything anything of that nature. And then also, uh, if you have a fancy Surface device, which we're about to get into, <laughs> uh, you can also now use a digital pen to highlight text on PDFs, which will now be visible on PDFs in this update. And also under the hood, you should see that your scrolling uh, also improved when you scroll your mouse on web pages. And there are also some quality improvements too, which I believe Kareem will get into. Uh, for PDFs or for Edge itself? For Edge itself. Yeah, we uh, we you know we have favorite improvements. Um, just kind of um, updating that um, section of of the browser itself, where people can go and edit and organize now. Uh, I know prior to this update, I was having trouble myself anecdotally uh, organizing because it always dropped everything that I wanted to save to the bottom of uh, the page and you know if, if it's something new something more recent and obviously you saved it for a reason you kind of want it to surface to the top so now you can kind of go in and manually uh, move the, those kind of things and it's really uh beneficial especially when you start doing collections as well where you can go in and kind of sort things uh, and you can sort them again from uh, most recent to uh the the oldest uh sections as well so you kind of set up the way you want things uh and they I believe that they just showed up um uh a, an audio mute tab for um for tabs itself so uh you can basically kind of silence stuff obviously from the the tab itself you don't need to really go in 
Uh, I know prior we would see the little icon that said, hey, something's making noise. Now you can actually mute it from the tab itself. So these are just some kind of cool things. I mean, I wish they would get more in touch with this kind of stuff as, you know, we, you know, start getting more touch devices. But, you know, they're kind of cool little um, niceties to have as the browser kind of uh, evolves very quickly, I believe. But Microsoft is listening to people. And one of those things we wrote about this week is that in the Canary and the Dev channels, Edge is getting a new favorite experience, which eliminates all those those down menus that you have to click to see if you have a folder of favorites. Now the favorites will be in a tree, which makes it easier to see, edit, organize, and search for your favorites if you have a favorites bar that's filled with a lot of bookmarks. Yeah, and as you were saying, you know, it's more information about the favorites. You can start to pin favorites uh, in the pane alongside the browser. Uh, you know, have the ability to see all your favorites, you know, right as you browse. And this is kind of going back to that tree mentality of being able to just kind of see everything versus uh, where it was, you know, hidden under folders and files uh, previously. And collections also got an update where now, uh, obviously, we're all looking for brand new Microsoft uh, Surface Duos and Surface Pros and Surface Laptops. So now when you're shopping, if you add a, a, web, a web page with a specific product to your collection, it'll suggest for you to see the prices at other retailers. And collections will actually help you save some money now. And this is rolling out on all ver major versions of Edge, not just Canary and Dev. It's available everywhere. Yeah, and for those of you who uh, already have your service devices. <laughs> yeah, it, holiday shopping, holiday Yeah, shopping. this is perfect for holiday shopping because, uh, again, this is sort of like um, your own mini Amazon built into the browser itself. If you don't want to go to Amazon, you can start to kind of price uh, shop, price comparison uh, within the browser and across uh, almost any website, essentially, uh, to kind of see. Uh, obviously, this will be using um, Microsoft's machine learning, and and I'm assuming any partnerships they have with uh, other publications, uh, large retailers out there. Uh, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to just go to every site and, and pull up a price comparison, but I think as the feature most kind of sites evolves, work with it, yeah. most sites will work. Um, so that you know, again, going into holiday shopping, uh, it should be pretty nice for everyone to kind of be able to, you know, pick up something and and then hold it for a second and see if you can get a better price for it. So speaking of holiday shopping, I know I jumped the gun and I'm like, oh, everyone has to go buy a new Surface. <laughs> but there is, there are some new Surface devices you can now buy. They just launched this week. And uh, I'll let Kareem talk about those. Yeah, um, you know, we had Apple kind of, you know, suck the air out of the room with their uh, <laughs> 12 announcements. But uh, along that same time, you might have also seen it. Anybody who's got, you know, saved YouTube channels or subscribed to specific reviewers and things like that, you start to start seeing these review of the Surface Go pop up. Um, I believe the Surface Pro is also uh, up for sale as well. But we Surface Pro X. Surface Pro X, I apologize. Yeah, the new top-end model with the SQ2 processor inside. Yeah, I, yeah, Surface Pro X2 is what I guess you're calling I don't, it. They're not, they're not calling it Pro X2, they're just calling it top-tier, top-end Surface Pro X. I'm model. sure they'll have like a little brackets around the same 2020 version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those those can be purchased uh, at the Microsoft Store. I believe you can also uh, check Best Buy, and um, I don't think they've ever sold any Atari, but at least Best Buy and uh, Costco should have some deals for you. Um, but you know, alongside that, obviously, go do your research for it. Um, 
we will be having uh, as soon as we can get our hands on one, we would like to review it. But since we haven't been able to, we've kind of just scoured the internet to kind of see, you know, check the temperature in the room on the Surface Go, uh, a Surface Laptop Go. And for everybody, it seems to be a pretty decent device. Uh, a lot of people have the singular caveat about the screen being its biggest letdown. Uh, I've kind of gathered some headlines. I know that CNET's review, their uh, subheader was the best looking laptop $500 can buy. Uh, Engadget said it's a solid starter, uh, solid starter PC with limits. Uh, Windows Central that a fun, delightful mini me PC. Uh, the Verge, they they were a little more, um, oh, you know, I wouldn't say harsh, but critical of the device with uh, Tom Moore, you know, being a Windows guy, uh, saying it's a case study and cost cutting. Um, and like again, for the most part, everyone's kind of saying, you know, this is a great starter PC. Just know what you're getting into. Um, and and again, for five hundred and fifty dollars, like we've been saying the past two weeks. You're getting a cheap, it's basically a cheaper version of the Surface Laptop 3 with a 12.4 inch display, 10th gen Core i5, uh, up to 8 gigs of RAM. But that, that uh, $550 unit has the slower eMMC storage and the 4 gigs of RAM. So you'll be limited there, but inside all the models have the same quad core i5. So the performance will be there on most models. Um, I reviewed, I actually had one under embargo for review for my other gig, and unfortunately I can't show it on the show, but I was told I could speak about it. And of course, Microsoft sent us the mid-tier model, which is eight gigs of RAM, one 28 gigabyte hard drive, and the, the Core i5, and it has a fingerprint reader. And overall, uh, you know, I have a Surface Laptop 3 15 inch. I used it myself for work for the week that I had it, and it's a pretty nice device. Something that I really liked about it is that quad core processor inside. It was able to tackle almost everything I threw at it for work. So if you're buying, if you're considering Surface Laptop Go for work or for school, it's something that will get you through your day and get you through your productivity with no problems whatsoever. Yeah, uh, again, reviews are saying the battery life's pretty decent. Um, the obviously most review units as uh, Arif got, uh, Arif got were mid-tier. Uh, I think Tom Warren suggested the top tier, which will run you close to 900 bucks. Uh, it's a little more pricey. Uh, but if you, again, get the mid-tier one, which I think jumps you to about $700 or so. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a 750-ish. Yeah. But even yeah. at that price, you're getting into Surface, Surface Go 2 territory, which is what I said in my review. If you're all about Surface Pen and inking, and using getting a high res display, you might as well choose Surface Go to over Surface Laptop Go. But if you're all about productivity and enjoying the clamshell form factor, you should go for Surface Laptop Go. But I mean, just my opinion, everyone has their own two cents. Well, it's an interesting sell uh, or an interesting pitch because as you said, you get into Surface uh, Go territory, except you're still limited by the 10 point, was it 10.1? 10 10 and and the slower M3 uh, Core M3 or is it Core right. M3 or Core I3? I I don't want it's a it's, it's a slow dual, dual core processor. So it's the laptop M3. Go has good performance over the other budget I mean, surface. I got mine right behind me. I love that thing. It is it has become a, a workhorse. Uh, it you know it can get bottlenecked uh, so with some uh, GPU intensive uh, work obviously, but it's it's an amazing device. Uh, I love it. Um, 
but like I said, it's weird that, you know, again, to get to the bigger screen, you kind of take a step back to go another step forward. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, again, everyone's review so far has been pretty decent. <laughs> to laptop. You know, you get a couple of different color options as well. And uh, I know it's also being sold after the um, initial school season, but I mean, as we're in the quarantine and, and, and the pandemic, it really, I think people will be buying laptops for, for some time to come uh, year round. So that, that's a good what, that's, that's a good segue for what we're about to get into, which is uh, the coronavirus pandemic. A lot of people thought it would crush the PC industry and damage shipments and cause delays and, oh, no one has money to buy computers or laptops anymore. But actually, uh, shipments rise by 11.4% year over year. Yeah, uh, I wrote a piece about this. Uh, and, uh, you know, the core uh, uh, thesis is that, you know, it's early on, PC manufacturers were thrown off by the increase in demand. So production was not only halted because of early uh, shelter-in-place orders, but now that, you know, other countries, especially ones that are outside the U.S. doing manufacturing are kind of uh, rounding the corner on their uh, specific cases of, of the pandemic and getting back to work, uh, PC manufacturers are starting to be able to uh, fill those uh, re requests and, re and shipment orders. And here in the U.S., uh, which is where we saw the largest amount of growth, uh, or I think around the world, it was about 3.4 percent. But in the U.S. particularly, we got 11.4 uh, percent uh, year over year. Um, people are still kind of staying at home and these home offices are still being built out. Uh, and the other part of the Gartner, which is you know, what we're reporting on, uh, the analyst firm, uh, research firm, is discussing is that um, businesses are being a little more cost uh, sensitive about the devices that they send employees home with. Uh, prior to COVID, they were mentioning that, you know, if you were going to be from, working from home, um, you would essentially get, you know, whatever top tier device they had because it would eventually get uh, re-enveloped back into the company once you came back to work. You weren't going to be there for an extended period of time. Now with everyone kind of, you know, working months on end at home, they're, you know, businesses are looking for mid-range devices uh, that they don't necessarily need to recoup immediately the, the cost for. Well, definitely. Uh, well, definitely it fits into Microsoft's market for Surface Laptop Go, won't you say? Yeah, well, I mean, that was the other thing. Um, I, uh, as I was reading reviews of the Surface Laptop Go, there are a, f a couple of devices that specifically kind of work in that area. And I believe I reviewed a ThinkPad uh, Yoga L13, which is the business version of the Surface Go or Surface Laptop Go. So if you guys uh, want, you can go check out that review or go look online for it. It's again, the business equivalent, but you know, Microsoft has the uh, cachet of being a, a much bigger nicer looking product than the, the ThinkPad. But if you're interested in that, that's one option. Um, the other thing that they noted, obviously, is that the top three uh, OEMs, such as uh, I believe it's HP, Dell, and Lenovo, all remained in the same spots. Acer, Asus, they weren't able to kind of uh, coast on this to, to rise anywhere. Everyone kind of stayed the same, just saw an increase in demand and increase in that. Um, going forward, though, uh, there have been questions about if this will maintain. Um, again, as things start to open up, as uh, manufacturing gets back in place, um, we'll have to see in the next quarter, which is what everyone's kind of wondering about, if, if the numbers maintain.
Okay, oh, so decline again. Enough about PCs. Let's talk Xbox. <laughs> yeah, some more fun stuff. So the, if, if you guys didn't see it on Twitter or didn't hear about it, Microsoft just launched a new Bing Rewards app on Xbox One. Uh, not necessarily new. It was in a preview back in June, but now anyone can fire up their Xbox and download it. Uh, still US only for now, but this new uh, Bing app on Xbox One, it gives you a nice clean hub to search the web, find your content, and even earn points and Microsoft rewards for doing so which is how I paid for my duo, by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, some some of the features uh, in the uh, Bing Rewards app, alongside regular searching, it's also able to con- combine Bing data with the information on your Xbox, such as your game progress, uh, your Xbox friends, and anyone who's playing a given title. So you're able to combine Bing with Xbox and have a central search for all things Xbox, essentially. Yeah, um, I downloaded it uh, yesterday uh, with, uh, I think it was about a four gig update that came in uh, for Insiders, I believe, and tried it out. It's really, really cool. I believe you can also, I didn't get a chance to personally do it, but I think you can also search with voice uh, because- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know the uh, agony of trying to use your controller to kind of, you know, type in stuff. So you can use your voice uh, to search things, and again, it's- just a cool little thing to kind of add to uh, the usage of the Xbox. And obviously this would be brought to um, the Xbox Series uh, X and S when they when they uh, are released. And I mean, what better way to keep people engaged in the console itself outside of games um, than to reward them, uh, give them the opportunity to, you know, get another month's worth of subscription for Game Pass Ultimate or put that money towards uh, a new controller or customized controller. These are all kind of things uh, that you can do. And I believe, uh, I'm not sh- I'm not sh- certain, but uh, this search functionality should start to be prevalent throughout the system. So I believe you can also start to get rewarded for other searches uh, when you're not within the app, if you do a search uh, outside of the app using the voice uh, commands as well. I do think the app also has special quizzes and quests that you could do to earn uh, rewards points, which, as, as Kareem said, you could use to redeem for uh, Xbox Gold or anything, gift cards, Target gift cards, Amazon gift cards, and pretty much earn money for, for using your Xbox One. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, earn, speaking of earning, you can also, we were also going to talk about uh, the games uh, because this, you know, this is a console. This is where people are more interested. I know us nerds love the, the Bing aspect, but you know most people are just going to buy it, start the game, and go. And fortunately for those people, uh, Xbox, the Xbox Wire, I believe, just released uh, the launch titles that will be coming out. I think they have 30 new, uh, 30 games that will be playable on day one, 20 of them with a smart delivery, uh, and they're upgradable automatically. Uh, and, you get all, and there's going to be, obviously, a deluge of backwards compatible uh, across the four generations of consoles. But again, day one, people at least have 30 games that they'll be able to play from uh, this library. And it, some of these games include uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2027, or 2077. Uh, we'll also be having, um, there's another one. I don't know. Uh, there's, 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 there's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a long list. 
but again, they're, they're just to be clear, they're not exclusives, but they'll be at least titles that'll hold you over until some of those exclusives start showing up probably at the end of Q1 uh, 2021. And Microsoft is working with third party third game developers and third parties to make sure that these games work and look best on Xbox One Series X. Well, I keep saying Xbox One <laughs> Series X. Xbox Series X, to be precise. Yeah, that was a bit confusing. And um, I'll see if I can round up. There was a, a, a post that I think got overlooked uh, about 10 really cool indie games coming to the Xbox. Uh, and I don't believe they're part of this list, but they people should be able to look out. Again, if you're just looking for something to kind of showcase uh, the graphic capacity of this game, there are some indie games that are coming out. Uh, during launch, uh, the launch window that are really cool to try to check out. Um, and uh, there's also one other thing I want to sneak in, sneak in before we get into our GameStop news, which is this comment about, because uh, we're talking about games, Phil Spencer made this weekend about uh, Elder Scroll and Bethesda not necessarily going to be as open as people might have thought. He's not saying that he's close to making uh, all Bethesda games exclusives, but he said that uh, I believe he, he said, and this is being reported from GameSpot, uh, that Microsoft won't be forced to release uh, Elder Scroll uh, 6 on the PS5. Again, could be so say, is it saying Is it him saying this is going to be an Xbox exclusive? He's, he's being very political about the way he's talking about this, but he's saying that uh, he believes the, the fastest way to recoup that there'll be a fast way to recoup their $7.5 billion investment that doesn't require them still keeping games exclusive to, to Sony or the PlayStation 5. Uh, just kind of put everybody, at least on the internet, uh, in a tizzy about this. Uh, again, we'll be reporting this more in the week as more information comes out, and I'm sure more uh, executives will, will chime in with uh, more clarifications uh, on, the, on the matter. But uh, again, just one little story to kind of keep an eye out for as far as uh, that huge uh, Bethesda gaming uh, library and what's to come. So just tell us more about this GameStop deal that you were so excited about last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was initially excited because uh, I had all these like grand conspiracy theories about uh, <laughs> how this is, is going to work for Microsoft. And then Microsoft threw a bunch of cold water on it by announcing that it's just a, a straightforward uh, enterprise play where they were going to partner with GameStop to revamp their entire enterprise communications and productivity. Um, new service hardware. So, you know, your uh, retail people would be using uh, presumably service goes or service devices to bring you up at the counter and things like that. And it seemed, like I said, it was a very straightforward thing. The internet jumped up and then set back down immediately. And then Microsoft okay. uh, waited, uh, I believe, uh, two days to then follow up by saying, oh, and by the way, we'll be sharing uh, uh, revenue, game revenue, with uh, GameStop on any digital games that are bought or purchased uh, through GameStop. Basically saying that uh, we are going to help GameStop sort of survive this transition that we're also pushing 
um, for dishless uh, game usage, which I would think would you know basically crumple their business model. Uh, and Microsoft saying we're going to give them a hand by you know sharing in revenue. What this essentially does now is make GameStop a premier partner for Microsoft. I mean, they're going to want to push Xboxes. Sony's going to get jealous. Sony will get definitely get jealous with this. I I mean, they will and they won't. I mean, Sony has the the brand cachet to move devices. Uh, They will they will sell in mass, and because they you know rightfully won last gen's uh, console war. If there is such a thing, they want it, they outsold, and not everyone's friends are on it. So it's just by sheer inertia that they will continue their path forward. What this does for Microsoft is kind of wedge their foot into to that flow of people. Um, and again, this is a play for digital. Um, I mean, obviously, GameStop gets uh, a, a certain amount of money for each console that's bought through their um, uh, through their stores. They get a, you know obviously margins for that. But this is a play for Xbox Series S and digital games that can be uh, bought or given through GameStop. Again, this is a step towards the future and a way to keep uh, GameStop happy. And uh, the one thing that I had that I thought was interesting um, that I kind of pointed out was that as Microsoft partners with them to kind of revamp their productivity, it didn't really initially answer the question of how they would stop the bleeding that you know GameStop has had. You know they've had a bunch of losses in the last two or three years, and it's partly uh, the fact that people are you know doing digital downloads and the pandemic kind of uh, exacerbated that. Um, people are, you know aren't buying physical copies. They aren't going into stores. GameStop's had to shut down a bunch of stuff, lay off a bunch of people. A lot of sad news, and so the partnership with Microsoft seemed like okay, that's nice, but you're basically partnering with the losing business. This revenue sharing kind of brings up the, the second half of that that deal it makes sense now so i guess that's another perfect segue for the week ahead where we want to talk about office windows uh, and so much more so a part of the xbox the, not the xbox the game spot game stop deal with microsoft had to do with microsoft 365 uh and we we saw something this week about the pwa versions of the microsoft 365 apps and could this possibly be something big for Microsoft going into the week ahead? Yeah, um, it's a step. Um, again, PWAs, as much as you know, even Steve Jobs, who kind of wanted to push them initially, they just haven't taken off the way that they need to. And I don't know what it's going to take for, for average people to start using the, the three-letter acronym as you know just an everyday colloquial. It's really hard. People don't understand them yet. But um, it's just interesting that Microsoft is starting off putting these on people's devices. I know a lot of people who already have uh, Office subscriptions kind of see this as a head scratcher, but I believe going forward that this will be the easiest way for new devices to have that. Uh, and I believe it should uh, ease the license subscriptions for OEMs uh, if they can pre-install these devices with, you know, uh, I'm assuming, you know, a 30 to 68 window, whatever the uh, interval is, uh, and they don't necessarily have to have the the download on the device itself. So to be clear, these PWA apps were only uh, automatically downloaded on Windows Insider PCs, and yeah. uh, no, no one, Microsoft didn't explicitly say this, it was just downloaded, 
And I believe it was Rich Woods or Rich Hay, one of the two of them. Rich Woods, they, yeah. Yeah, Rich Woods. He had uh, both <laughs> Word and PWA Word installed on his production machine. So maybe this is some... That's what I'm saying for the week ahead. Maybe it's something that Microsoft might be planning to announce soon with a wider, wider release, maybe? I mean, again, as geeks can hope so. I got my fingers crossed. But, you know, this is Microsoft. So this could be a one-off A-B test that gets us all riled up for nothing. Or they might, you know, be fearful of the feedback and say, all right, we're going to take a step back. But again, um, if you're going to be selling a device like the Surface Pro X, um, eventually whatever the Surface Neo comes out, this is the way to get those apps on there and get around a lot of that uh, uh, emulation layer that you would need, uh, which is, I think, believe Microsoft's working on. But um, this is how you sell those pro that, that, that ARM device, essentially. So get us into that. There's more about ARM that we're not talking about. That could be a big story for Microsoft in the weeks ahead. Yeah, Microsoft has officially announced the availability of new native ARM 64 teams, uh, which is uh, a godsend because uh, I believe the current app was written in... Um, it was an emulated app. Yeah, it was an emulated app. And uh, it was, it was kind of sluggish uh, having a native one should speed up that. A lot of the resources and RAM that it was drawing from should be eased. Uh, people should be able to, you know, not only have Teams open, but Outlook as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and there's Out, uh, where we talked about Outlook, but uh, there's also this week, Microsoft announced some search improvements for when everyone, not just Windows Insiders. When you go to the search bar now, you should see uh, X appear over your most recent searches. So you'll be able to clear them out and hide your constant search for that. That's embarrassing or something that you keep forgetting <laughs> that you need to find. Or if you accidentally looked up uh, iPhone 12 Max on Bing, you know, could hide it by clicking that X in the search box. Is, is this a confession, Arif? Is this, is this what's going on? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's one new feature for regular Windows 10. So maybe we're saying quite possibly maybe some more. We could hear more. About, uh, of course, Windows is always evolving. Could be some more new Windows 10 features coming ahead this week. Yeah, we're always hoping so. I mean, I have I was just discussing with Kip that I, I think I'm getting to my wits end with the Insider releases because I'm not seeing anything. I mean, I yeah. feel like... <laughs> year i've just been updating just out of you know again sheer inertia but i've seen very little of it so hopefully you know we start to see some new actual features uh and some new you know i believe they need to work on that design i mean we need to see some some uh, prompts and menus start to kind of conform windows to this. 10x features in windows 10 right now please kareem is calling, I'm calling so. I if you it. work for microsoft and you're listening to us kareem is calling for Windows 10X features, so do it right now. A little something, just a little something. Okay, so uh, going back to, uh, we also have to talk about TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, we got, this is, again, some late-breaking news. Uh, I believe uh, yesterday, or yesterday night, early this morning, The Verge is reporting that um, the CEO of Oracle has spent, I believe it's was $25,000. $250,000. $250,000. That's way more. Um, <laughs> into a uh, senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham's uh, coffers, basically, for his re-election committee. Uh, and Senator Lindsey Graham was also uh, apparently an integral part of the new TikTok slash Oracle slash Walmart deal. 
Um, again, uh, this is the version reporting that uh, there was been no direct correlation between the money going into his uh, his committee and his influence on the deal itself. But uh, he hit, Lindsey Graham did have an interview with Vanity Fair saying that he is pushing for the deal to go through, uh, was championing the deal the entire time, and uh, the money came in late during the negotiations when. Uh, believe during the time Microsoft was involved in negotiations had stalled. Again, we'll be reporting on this throughout the, the week as we get more information on it. Uh, we just thought, you know, for any of those, any of you who were kind of wondering what's going on with TikTok, what's going on with uh, Oracle, uh, if you're wondering about the app and where it stands or what the deal has, um, there's some more information coming. And speaking of coming, if you've been following us, uh, we also mentioned this uh, Lenovo Legion 5i giveaway. and. If you're one who likes to stay with our podcast all the way through for these uh, 30 something odd minutes, we have some news for you in regard to this giveaway. Yeah, we should have led at the top of that. We apologize. Yeah, um, we just excited to get into our, our discussions. <laughs> well, I'm just jealous and frustrated that I'm not keeping it. So I didn't want to talk about it, but um, we are, yes, we are at the last, I believe 12 hours of our giveaway for a Lenovo, a Lenovo Legion 5i, uh, which is again, it's the rebrand of the uh, Y540, I believe. And uh, it's an amazing uh, device. I did a review on it. Uh, I played some, obviously played some games on it uh, and it ran those games spectacularly. Um, it's it's a heavy boy, uh, but it's awesome. And again, we not only will uh, the first, pri first place winner receive that, but we also, you know, because it's gaming season, uh, had some concessions for second and third place. Uh, where those individuals could also be getting um, a three-month subscription to Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, and then um, there are some one-month subscriptions to Game Pass Ultimate for third and fourth place as well. So, I mean, we're going to have multiple winners. Uh, we'll be making the announcement, I believe, uh, Monday, if I'm not mistaken. I know we're going to find out the winner tomorrow. Uh, and again, we appreciate all of you who, who commented, who've been following us on Twitter, uh, and all of you who have been reading the reviews. Uh, again, I... I really appreciate it. I thank you for your time. And we appreciate everyone who's been watching us so far. Uh, we're yeah, our little, our, our little on podcast has come a far way. We're getting closer to episode 10 and we, we might be new at this, but we're making progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, we appreciate your patience and we, we love that you guys are interested in what we have to say about Microsoft stuff. We've come a long way from our potato webcams too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us on that. Again, you might not like what you see in HD, but hey, it's what you get. <laughs> well, I think that pretty much does it for this week. Uh, if you have any final thoughts to add. Um, not really. Uh, again, enjoy your devices, enjoy your software, enjoy your life, enjoy your family, stay safe, wear a mask. And enjoy your iPhones and your Surface Duos too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about iPhone stuff soon as well. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, everyone, and have a beautiful week ahead. Yes.